I don't know what that was. <laughs> Hi y'all, welcome to Blood Blood Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Shanitria, and basically the captain of the Stoner Mom crew. <laughs> Um, just a little bit about myself in case you are just now tuning in, which welcome. I'm a mom to two kids. I've been in a relationship for almost 10 years. I live in LA. I'm from the East Coast. I moved to LA from New York, but I'm actually from Atlanta. But I was born in Mississippi. Fun fact. <laughs> and I like to smoke weed. I've been smoking weed since I was a teen and I'm not stopping for nobody. Geo. <laughs> Even though I'm a mom, people thought, oh, you're not going to smoke weed anymore because you're a mom, right? Wrong. It actually makes me a way better parent. Yeah, I said it. So as you guys know, before I jump into the episode, I like to smoke me a little sham sham. And right here, I'm still smoking this Jack Herrera. I'm sorry, guys. I love it. I love it. So I'm smoking it again. It's super uplifting. It's a yummy, yummy sativa, and it makes me happy. <laughs> and so I'm about to smoke it right now. If you have a blunt or a joint or a pipe or a bong or you dabbing, pull up, pull up. You vaping, get your, get it. Let's do this together. Well, I was feeling real brave. I, did. I, took, I took it in like a trail. <laughs> Yep. <coughs> I bet I need some water. <laughs> oh my gosh, and I still didn't clear it. <coughs> That's like such a fail. Okay, here we go. Woo. Bless. Bless. I gotta drink some water. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> mm. Oh my God. <gasps> How y'all feeling? <laughs> I feel great. So I normally like to share you guys' messages and questions on this Her podcast because that's what it's all about. It's about sharing my own personal journey with cannabis and also sharing other women and parents, their journey with cannabis and as a parent and, you know, how it's helped them or what obstacles they've encountered or what questions they might have. I'm here for all of it and I like to share it. So I am sharing this question because she actually brought up something that I feel like I should definitely reveal to you guys that I haven't revealed yet. So this is a great way for me to do it. Here's the question. She says, or I guess it's a message and a question. <laughs> Here's the message. God damn it, I'm high. <laughs> all right. I've been wanting to write you about co-sleeping. Will you give summaries? Because I talk all day. <laughs> oh, sorry. She said, oh my gosh, oh, I'm high. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to start over. Okay, here we go. I've been wanting to write you about co-sleeping. We'll give you summaries because I can talk all day. <laughs> so this is a long message. Also, I'm from Texas, so cannabis is illegal here. None of my providers knew I smoked. First son, I stopped smoking, but I had awful all-day sickness, and I wanted to turn to cannabis. 
My twin brother shamed me, so I didn't, and relied on pharmaceuticals, which I re- regret. Started smoking again when he was around one and nursed him till he was nearly two and a half years old and co-slept the whole time. He was an early walker and talker, met every milestone. Second son, stopped smoking because I had to give urine samples at my OBGYN for my first son, so I was scared. Also, urine samples weren't to do a drug test. I would smoke here and there because I was sick, but after we celebrated 420, I smoked every day. (laughs) And not just to take the edge off. He was born at a birthing center in a tub, oh, healthy pregnancy and healthy babies. Smoke to this day. I feel bad for admitting this, but I nursed him right after I smoked if he was hungry. I also just smoked to take the edge off and he's latched on to me right now. <laughs> Something important that isn't really talked about is co-sleeping. He's been sleeping right next to me, like white on rice sleeping since day two. However, I'm a light sleeper, so even if I'm high as fuck, I'm still alert. That's me. (laughs) I'm so glad I found your podcast and your platform. I don't look like the stereotypical stoner, so I have that on my side. I'm so grateful CPS wasn't an issue, and it breaks my heart for any woman, especially women of color, who have to go through this. She said her babies are eight and a half months old and five years old. So, yeah. And her kids look so cute, y'all. They're so cute. I might ask her if I can post a photo of them on the gram if she doesn't mind or a photo because they are adorbs. Anywho, so yeah, she brought up a lot of really good points, which is that, you know, she approached both of her pregnancies differently, which is a lot like my story. My first pregnancy, I didn't use cannabis at all. I was super afraid of using cannabis because I thought that I would get in trouble or that people would judge me because they're a bad mom or that I would hurt my baby. All that was just like, I, after what I experienced during my pregnancy was, was feelings of suicide and thinking about suicide and how to do it and like what way would work best and would be quickest. Like, and then I thought about like, well, my family will be fine without me because they don't really need me. Like, even saying it out loud, it's really, it's disturbing for me because I would never leave my family. I would never leave my daughter or my man. Like, I would never leave them. I love them entirely too much. And so the why I was thinking that was just beyond me. I literally, again, felt like I was sitting outside of my body and not who I wanted to be the second pregnancy when I had those thoughts. And so I was just like, what the hell is going on? And I realized it's because I wasn't using cannabis and this pregnancy's the hormones are really, they got me on some other shit. <laughs> some next level, like, I normally am not a depressed person. And I know myself. And I also just know that even if I was normally depressed, I would never think that. I would never want to take my life and actually do it and leave behind all the beautiful blessings I have here on Earth. You know, which being my family and my life in general and everything that I've accomplished. And yeah, I just, and I have so much more to do and accomplish, you know? So I was just like, this, this ain't right. So, <laughs> so I smoked some weed my second pregnancy when I started having those thoughts. And my first pregnancy, I never used weed. And I was getting, I was so angry all the time. My first pregnancy, I was punching shit and arguing with my boyfriend and we were almost about to break up and it was a mess. And if I would just use cannabis, I don't even know what, like our whole story might be different. Like, I guess everything happens for a reason. Maybe Blunt Boy Mama wouldn't exist if I used cannabis because I would just be like, I don't know. But you know, everything happens how it happened. So 
And she also talked about, you know, nursing her kids as a breastfeeding mom and realizing that her kids are doing just fine. And that and she's talking about using it recreationally, too, which I do. I'm a stoner. OK, that means that I use it for medicinal purposes and to meditate and to unwind and to be one with myself. But I also use it because it's fun. Like I have, it's my way of enjoying myself. It's some people like to play video games for fun. Some people like to masturbate for fun. <laughs> I like to smoke weed. Okay. <laughs> like what it, and it doesn't harm anybody. I do it away from my kids. I'm responsible. So what do you, I'm never impaired. I do sick to small doses. And if I am, if I have gotten really high, then I don't handle my son. I let my boyfriend handle him. And I just wait until I come down, whether that be like one hour later, two hours later, 30 minutes, however long it takes. And then, you know, I resume whatever. And he understands that. And I understand that for him, too. And that's the best part about having a partner who understands the beauty of cannabis is that he doesn't judge me. He helps me, supports me. And that's really important. And just your mental well-being and your ability to feel okay about using cannabis to take care of yourself. So I totally get that. And low-key, girl, like, I definitely have nursed my baby right after smoking. I'm admitting it. I'm admitting it. I'm admitting it. (laughs) I also nursed my son right after drinking an alcoholic beverage, too. (laughs) I'm not an alcoholic. I actually don't drink alcohol that much. When I say alcoholic beverage, I mean, like, wine or one really watered down drink. <laughs> My alcohol tolerance is complete, y'all. It's it's done. So I really when I'm drinking, trust me, I'm drinking like some really sad, pathetic leak shit. <laughs> yeah, and realizing that's My baby still looks fine. I look at my baby as I'm nursing him. I look him like in the eyes. I watch how he's reacting. I know how my baby normally reacts when he's nursing and what his face does and how he likes to kick his little legs and get super excited and he raises his eyebrows. Like as a mom, like you look at those things. And so the moment he doesn't do those things, if he makes a face and frowns and turns away and cries, that's when I'm alarmed, you know? That's when I'm like, okay, something's up. If he ever did that after I used cannabis, I would not use cannabis anymore. Because so I would be like, okay, it must be the cannabis. He's never done that. And he's still hitting all his milestones. And he's gaining weight like a motherfucker. He's so fat. <laughs> he's so fat. And so you have to do what's best for you. And just trust him that everything else will be okay. And that you have enough common sense and good mothering ability to know when something is amiss and when you need to correct something. That's called responsibility. That's called motherhood. That's what literally everything you do and every step you make going forward in your life because you're a mother. You don't make a decision on somewhere to live until you think about, okay, how is this going to impact my kids? You're thinking about, or how is it going to impact my partner? Like You're not moving by yourself. You're moving as a unit. You're moving, moving as a family. So... Girl, I feel you. I totally digress like a motherfucker, but I feel you. So she also touched on something that I think is really something I haven't really talked to you guys about. And I realized that I should, which is co-sleeping. Co-sleeping or bed sharing or whatever you want to call it is basically when the baby or child, usually like a toddler or a baby, I would say like three years and younger, are still sleeping in the bed with their parents. And we do that. We're actually doing it right now. We did it with our first, our daughter. She is four years old now, but we shared the bed with her until she was, I hate to say this, like 
was like two and a half or three years old. Yeah, we should bed with her for a while. And I didn't mind. Like, I think it's something where men eventually are kind of like, okay, just get this kid out of my bed. Like, why is this kid still... He started complaining that she was, like, kicking him and, like, karate chopping him in the face and stuff. And her sleep... If anybody's ever slept with a kid, kids sleep wild, yo. So, like, she was sleeping really crazy a little while. Then he was just like, I'm not getting any sleep. Our daughter is literally beating me up at night, and I need to get some sleep. And not even the obvious, like, oh, yeah, and also I would like to have sex more. Because we find other people always like, are you sure about your kid and how? How do you have sex? What do you mean? Like, why are you so boring that you're always fucking in bed? Why don't you fuck on the couch? Fuck in the kitchen? Fuck on the floor? Fuck in the corner? Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, we all have sex in the bed sometimes, too. But, like, it just makes you get more creative. It makes the sex a little bit more interesting when you're Netflix and chilling. And that's when you know you're bent over doggy style getting on the couch. <laughs> Was that a TMI? I don't care. <laughs> it's a really hot way to kind of maintain the relationship. I feel like there are so many moments in life and that you should just enjoy each one and love it and live in it. And we're always rushing kids to grow up and then we don't want them to grow up, right? And as a kid, we're always rushing to grow up and then we don't want to grow up. It's like, why not just enjoy each moment and each step along the way? And so with our kids, I, I told my, this is how I kind of rationalize it with my boyfriend. I was just like, look, like, eventually she's going to get to a point where she's going to be repulsed by the side of us, probably talk shit about us behind our backs and definitely won't want to share a bed with us. She's going to want not only her own room and her own bed, but she's also probably going to keep that door locked. <laughs> so like just enjoy this little cuddly yummy time with her right now because it's not gonna last forever well don't rush it just live in it just enjoy it and I love waking up each morning and seeing her little face and her smiling like are you kidding me the best I that is priceless that is a love that I can't even explain it, it you only know it if you felt it and experienced it before so I absolutely adored sharing the bed with her. And so eventually, I mean, we started to kick her out because I was pregnant again. <laughs> so yeah, she definitely slept in the bed until she was three. Sorry. <laughs> and I probably would have kept it up until she was five if she was the only child. <laughs> I don't know if Jared would have allowed that. Jared's my boyfriend. I don't know if he would have allowed that. <laughs> So I think it's definitely a mom thing. We just love our babies. I mean, they live inside of us for nine months. Like, we're used to being close to them. So with this one, like, he's our baby. He's five months now. He's been sleeping in the bed with us since he was, I would say, like, one month old. We usually, the first month, like, we do true co-sleeping, which is having, like, a cradle or a crib, beside a small crib beside the bed. And so that's what we did. And we put him in there just because that first month of life is so, like, it's precious like and and it's scary and so you have to make sure that they're breathing and that they're not too hot or too cold and that they can actually roll a little bit you know because you don't want anything happening to them I think that is more dangerous to go sleep and that within that first month because they're so small but then once they get big <laughs> and they've been here for 30 days we've passed the test then like I feel like okay I feel more comfortable with it and also I breastfed my daughter my first child until she was 15 months old. That's a long time, okay? And God bless all the women who are breastfeeding their kids and their kids sleep in another room and you're waking up in the middle of the night and walking to another bedroom and feeding them and then putting them down and then going back into your bed and then having to get up and do it again in four hours. 
Nah, B. <laughs> we value sleep in this house. So the baby is in the bed with me and I got my titties out. And when he starts to like wake up and make his little eh, eh, baby noises, I just throw him on my titty <laughs> and go back to sleep. And when he's finished, he unlatches and falls back <laughs> and goes back to sleep. And that's how we roll. <laughs> And I know some people are like, oh, you shouldn't do that. And, da, da, da. and it works for the first time. And, and I thought I was so weird for like wanting that. And then I talked to my other friends who had kids and I realized they did the same thing, especially if you're breastfeeding. It just makes more sense. It's so much more easier. And trust me, when it's time for them to get in their own bed when they're two years old or three years old, it's not going to take much convincing for you to keep them in there, you know, and they may get up in the night. Our daughter still gets up in the night like once She'll get up like once or twice in the middle of the night and it's not terrible. Like she goes back to bed. Sometimes she'll wake up like crying, bad dream, there's a monster or something like that. But she'll wake up thinking it's a monster or something like that. But she's not, you know, like totally and completely in meltdown mode <laughs> like a baby would be, I can imagine. So it's just easier to transition them, I feel, when they're older. And then also you get to hold on to that little moment in time a little longer before you have to let go and then let go some more and let go some more until they're not your babies anymore. I'm sad. <laughs> you guys, I'm feeling this way. My baby's only five months old. I need to pull it together. But it's hard to watch them like pull away from you. Like you're relieved, but you're also sad at the same time, if that makes any sense. So yeah, we are proud co-sleepers here and it's just wonderful right now to wake up and the morning and wake up to his little smile it feels so good and it just makes me so happy it feels so good to just wake up in the y'all it feels so good like I'm gonna say that again like it feels so good to wake up in the morning and see him wake up and smile like sometimes I wake up before him and I'll just like stare at his little face and then he'll start to wake up and he'll stretch and watching a baby stretch is just like the cutest thing because their arms and legs are like so tiny and they're so tiny and so but they're stretching like an adult like us it's so cute (laughs) but I could babble on about babies all day (laughs) well that's all I got for you guys in this episode uh I hope you enjoyed it I'm so high right now (laughs) y'all oh god (laughs) I feel amazing i'm gonna have like some productive ass shit happen after this like i'm gonna do so much anywho i will be back again to talk to you more and get high with (laughs) y'all if you ever have any questions want to send a message or a shout out send it to bluntblindmama at gmail.com. You can also follow Blunt Blind Mama on Instagram and Twitter. Like Blunt Blind Mama on Facebook. And if you are really feeling this show and this episode, definitely feel free to share it with friends. Subscribe. What are you waiting for? Just do it. Leave a review. You know you want to. Just do it. It's only a couple words and then you're done. Also... Keep in mind that there is a giveaway going on on the Blonde Boy Mama Instagram page for a CBD vape pen by Bebo, which is amazing. It's so luxurious looking. It's good for 120 pulls. Yes. It's retail value $75, y'all. This is like top notch. This is a very luxury CBD product. And it's CBD, which means that you won't get in trouble for having it. It's not THC. 
It is to some extent legal. <laughs> There's so much gray area there, but it's not weed. So it's totally different. It's the, it's the one that you're seeing in CVS and shit. Like CBD is the one that's popping up everywhere. That's another conversation for another time because CBD is making cannabis mainstream, but still treating THC like a stepsister. Mm, I don't like that. Anyways, I will talk to you guys next time. Good luck. If you want to win that vape, then all you have to do is write a review of the Blunt Boy Mama podcast. Take a screenshot of that review and DM it to Blunt Boy Mama on Instagram. That's all you have to do. And you'll be entered, and I hope you win, because their vapes are amazing, (laughs) life-changing. Hallelujah. (laughs) All right, until next time. Bye, (laughs) y'all.